Howdy, howdy. Hey, Peter. Um, can I ask you something? <laughs> sure. What's what's my Summit B2 user ID? <laughs> Two. Yay! Well, okay. Te- te- technically, well. it's some long UUID <laughs> string, but we'll go with we'll go with two. <laughs> oh, you gotta have those auto incrementing IDs just for the nostalgia. nostalgia hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I heard that actually yeah. happened with with Hay or something. They were using auto increment IDs for some elements yeah, so of people it. People could see how many how many of signed course. up. Yeah, yeah. With them, I wouldn't be surprised if it was intentional. But no, for you, you are. You're the second entry in the database. I'm super honored. And uh, yeah, I signed up this morning. And uh, congrats on soft launching because you haven't launched it yet, really. That's right. People need to know where to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's very highly secret. I released my inner chaos monkey and and, uh, had some fun. And uh, it looked really good in there. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm happy that I fixed most of what you pointed out already. It's just, you know, it's it's that stuff you don't see when you're using it over and over and over again and following the same user acceptance test that you had <laughs> all along. And then somebody yeah. it's like, no, but when I click this first, this happens. <laughs> you're like, ah. Yeah. So, but no, I, I'm glad. Yeah. Thank, thanks for that. I, honestly, every time I get like three or four of those little quirks identified and and crushed i just feel even more confident to go sell the product to the, to the next person so it's exciting yeah i mean you got to find something right to show that you're actually tried <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd have been disappointed if yeah you it's found great no bugs so. perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i really tried and i really cared <laughs> yeah exactly I, I spent a long time with it and found nothing so, yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. what if you you were trying to put a little like trap or something to see if to test like a, a tripwire or something like that to see if I was actually in there. Yeah, exactly. No, so it, it but um, no major malfunctions, right? <laughs> no. For you. Well, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing was that you, you asked me to, to test it <laughs> and I got that notification on my phone. And then when I opened Slack, the message was gone <laughs> and I, I I was like, it's either Slack like not working because sometimes Slack is really bad, or yeah. it's because he changed his mind. But I I, I saw the URL, <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna try it anyways. Yeah, it, <laughs> and it I was a late, late, that was half an hour too early. Yeah, exactly. I had redacted <laughs> the invite. I was just so excited yeah. yesterday. I was like crashing, about to go to bed, and suddenly <laughs> I'm like, check this out. And then I went to. And then I went you, you to realize what you'd done. <laughs> yeah, I realized what I'd done. I went to the site in my um in mobile Safari and it didn't load. And actually it did load, but it was like a blank screen. So I was like, oh great, there's some JavaScript error or something. But then it turned out it was just something with like my session or cookies with Safari. And so it wasn't broken, but I was like, I panicked. So I so I redacted <laughs> the invitation. <laughs> um but, but and then you found some nasty, nasty stuff, which was like you might want to format this email confirmation page. And I was like, "Oops, I forgot to." That's disable. literally just HTML. <laughs> I know. I was like, "Oops, I forgot to disable re- email confirmation required." So, 
you you hit the hot <laughs> surface of the sun with that with that sign up right there <laughs> yeah but well, on um, the second thanks. try it worked great and uh, there was like some small ux feedback but overall i think it worked pretty well and and it's like it was fun to use and it felt yeah it felt a lot different than than the cool. old summit cool cool i have to admit i did i did um because you invited me in, essentially, I took a look and saw that you had uh, created some your, your revenue plans you created in there, which looks looks cool. So you have yeah. those modeled out, and yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm excited to play more with it. It feels more like you're actually working in there, like the way, like the language you use and the UI. It's it's different, so it feels more like you're actually productive in there, and you're. You, it's like work in progress and like you can have a draft and you know you can go back and change stuff and you can build out kind of like your own you can decide your own way of doing things and have you know some some stuff that's like live and some stuff that's work in progress and it just feels more like like a workplace and i i thought that was really cool great yeah that's definitely the intent you can in the old world it was really you had to go to a lot of different places to to create things and like now, like you're saying, you, you essentially can build these completely separate models. I call them operating models under the hood, but they're just models in the UI. But yeah, you can build one for, you can build one for WP Pusher. You could build one for branch. You could build another one just for like, Hey, here's some ideas of something I'm working on. And then um, the re- a couple of reasons that's nice. One is you know, having different workspaces for different models lets you not, obviously mess with the other ones but if you take the use case of like a of an analyst right somebody whose job it is to create these models they can each one of those models could actually be the name of like a customer of theirs and you know you could see how those models could be shared across user accounts or you could even transfer ownership of one to somebody else so it essentially lets you create something and then yeah share it or send it to somebody else um in isolation so yeah yeah when uh, when will buy. other people be able to to use this y- yeah so Do you have a plan yet plan? or like a date or? <laughs> so the plan is um i am going to start working through the list of people that um that have been chomping at the bit and uh champing at the bit is actually the correct way to say that um champing at the bit to get in and that starts with people who are willing to pay something for it um <laughs> So I'm going to, I'm going to onboard those people first and get their accounts in and set up. And then after that, I'm going to start inviting in, um, tiny seed folks who've expressed interest and then some other folks that I've met through Twitter, et cetera. So I think I'm going to do, uh, not quite like a superhuman style thing, but I think I want to take a, take someone, you know, like yourself, make sure that they're really happy and using it and then move on to the next person and probably just do that for the first five or 10 before I really open the floodgates for everybody. Um, I think that'll build a lot of confidence that it's ready for, for everyone else. Um, so that's the nice. Plan. Sounds good. Have you yeah. uh, picked an enemy yet? So you can do like a DHH style rage tweeting <laughs> campaign when you're like, that's right Who's sorry the bad guy? well it, it does it does seem like <laughs> yeah no it, it it does seem like i wouldn't say excel is the bad guy like excel is the 
is the thing that people use, but it's like okay, it's, Microsoft. You know, fine. Oops, hold on <laughs> a second. One second. Hold on. Hold on. Come here. Oh well, so, we just had a little break because you warned me that when your dog had showered, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> it would be very excited. <laughs> yeah, he he was he was he was overdue. Yeah, we we had uh, a friend come by, and uh, anyway, he's he's done now. He's all groomed and clean, and. Uh, as some folks know, he's a lot of dogs. So when he barks, it's loud. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, so funny. So where we were launching, <laughs> launching, not quite like a superhuman approach, but something like that, where each person that I bring in, I want to bring them in instead of sort of like just letting yeah. them in. And yeah. by bringing them in, I want to make sure that they understand how the product works. Like with you, for example, we had a Slack conversation going. So I knew yep. for sure that there was no way you were going to get stuck where you couldn't get help. So I think the less involved I am in somebody uh, getting into the product, like the more I want to have materials available for them to understand just the basics and how to use it and get set up. Makes um, a lot and of sense. You, yeah. And you were also asking about the... Um, before you're asking about the, you know, who's the enemy or, you know, the, <laughs> the, the villain in the story. And I don't think, I don't think there really is one. I think there is the incumbent, which is Google sheets and Excel. And I don't think there's anything evil about them. I just think that they're, they've outlived, they've outlived being the best solution for this. You know, we're now at the point where we can, we want to design businesses, not just, not just sort of uh, dump data about them into a spreadsheet and work with it. So, what I'm trying to do really is give people, yeah, like you said, a workspace to design their businesses, which is you know consistent, and we can all sort of develop a shared language. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to that kind of product in a space. You know, it reminds me like my dad's an, my dad was an architect. And auto Autodesk and AutoCAD, you know, any of these modeling tools, like you can't really imagine the industry of architecture, or construction, or engineering without those kinds of standardized tools. If you had to like <laughs> design houses in Excel or, you know, design highways <laughs> wow. in, in Excel, like, like, like here, you just, you just write out everything in here and like all the dimensions of all the rooms are in here and like all the, I mean, I, that's possible. Like in theory, you could just, put all the data into a spreadsheet but it's kind of insane now to think about that as the best way to do it and i think we'll get to the <laughs> point where that's that it seems equally silly to like design a business in excel yeah i mean i love how you've kind of like you know not been afraid of comparing this to excel and kind of go after go after excel a little bit and like instead of just being like, oh, Excel is stupid. Like, there's like you shouldn't be using that. Instead, you're like, okay, like fine if you want to use Excel, but like this is a better way to get the numbers into Excel if you really want to. Like, I like I'm not a like I'm not a I'm not afraid of you using Excel because I'm so confident that the value in what I'm creating is like like even if you are using Excel, like that's fine. Like it it doesn't take any thing out of my tool like I'll, I'll still like even present all the data to you in an excel format so you can you know just drag it into excel if you, if that's your desire but like i'm i'm 
like I'm not think like I'm not worried that like once you realize oh I could just do it all Excel like you won't care about Summit anymore like it's not like you're not trying to hide that yeah you know, you, you could yeah, no. have the data in Excel it's fine like sure sure yeah you could you could I mean that's um you know but it, like it's just with with branch like I'm not trying to like pretend like FileZilla doesn't exist it's or like you know Dropbox they're not trying to like pretend that rsync didn't exist like even though people like you know famously said like this is just rsync or whatever yep yep yeah I think you know you're looking what, what I'm trying to do is create like the most natural support the most natural way to express the design of your business right so that you can just express that design instead of having to conform to you know the structure of a profit and loss statement in a spreadsheet which it's really hard to come to a spreadsheet and think yeah i want to start you know offering uh and i want to have add an onboarding fee to everybody that's buying the the silver tier of the product like adding that to a spreadsheet it's possible with big enough spreadsheet <laughs> but, but why would Tools, you advanced uh, <laughs> like yeah it's not in the drop down right like but it's almost like if you push people to use excel a little bit like like it's almost like you could be confident enough that there would that would just like you know make it even more obvious how much better it is to use summit so like if you if you export all the data and put it into excel and then you want to change you know, the trajectory of your revenue or something like the growth rate or something, and you start like manually editing, editing all those cells, you're like, why am I doing this in here? Let me go back into the tool that's designed for this and like generate some new data and then pull that into Excel. Like, yeah. why would you like you? So you'll realize, like, it's actually yep. in your interest that people are reminded about like how manual Excel is compared yeah. to this. Yeah, another thing I want to do with the product is get people's so what's the most the most interesting parts of a spreadsheet for a financial model are always 10 20 30 different little cells that are somewhere in this huge sheet and those cells represent some kind of decision or in those cells is data yeah. which is there because of some decision which had some thought process behind it to do something and it's just yeah. funny if you think about it, like that's all buried in in a formula. Like you, you click it, you see the formula, you drill down, there's a comment on the formula. It explains why the formula is what it is. And like, it's actually, it's it's backwards, right? Like what you want to see is the thought process, the structure, you know, what led you to this design of the business. And then like mm -hmm. all the numbers can just, all the numbers just fall out of that, right? It's sort of like, yeah. it's um, it's funny. It's it's like uh, currently the shape of a business in a spreadsheet is is hidden. Like you don't see the shape of the business mm -hmm. in the spreadsheet, right? It's what you see is the same revenue lines, the same sales lines, the same expense lines. It's, every business looks pretty much the same. Uh, aside from community adjusted EBITDA <laughs> and, and things mm -hmm. like that, where people get really creative, but, um, but the shape of the business is, is invisible. And what I'm trying to do is really help people focus on the shape of the business first and then see what numbers come out. And, um, I, as you could, as you hopefully saw, I mean, there's a decent amount of numbers in the product. It's not as if, you know, there's not numbers. It's asking you for your assumptions, but 
but yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad for you, sure. yeah, tried it out. Yeah, I'm excited to see more people use it. I especially, well, at one point, at uh, one, like it's it's going to be interesting to see people who use the first version of Summit to see like how they feel about the new one, but also just like you know fresh leads that's never tried anything like this and see their reaction to it. Yeah, there's definitely a group of early SimSAS since first version of Summit users that really liked things about it. Um, but I would say like the folks that I really wanted to love it and use it regularly were held back because it wasn't flexible enough. It wasn't configurable enough. It wasn't a workspace like you were just, just saying. So I think I'll lose some folks, but I'm actually, you know, inordinately excited about the folks that I'm going to gain by comparison because it it has what they're looking for now. Um, and, and like you said yeah. earlier, I'm confident, I'm confident that it can replace what they're doing now. Um, I, do, I do want to say though, like I agree with Rob, it would be nice to like have some sort of like, you know, button that says like at like default SAS stuff or like even if it's it doesn't fit with like even if that's like unrealistic I think it's like, you know, the speaking of the base camp guys, like with the in getting real, like the the chapter I always remember from that book is the one about the blank slate and like the first thing that mm-hmm. you users see. And it, it just yep. is intimidating <laughs> to basically have in summit terminology to have zero events and you know that you're like you're supposed to add stuff and you just kind of like hope that you add the right things and the UI is helping with that but it would be nice to like have some sort of like cheat codes or I'm oh, yeah. sure you'll yeah, add yeah. that yeah. yep yep i have a concept called recipes that can um, consist of events and you could very easily you know we could auto auto populate those but again that's all stuff that i'll do once i onboard the first yeah five or 10 folks so yeah yeah for yeah. sure you'll see yeah. like what they want to add and yeah exactly and mm. i'm excited to try out like intercom's product tours feature i might finally oh yeah use that or implement that yeah so what i might do is instead of auto populating because i really do want people to become power users and i think if you mm. have buttons that you click that just auto create everything if they're not actually yeah. learning how to do it they're just there's a tension there. It's like, yes, editing is easier, but uh, like yeah. if I literally tell you what to do and you follow along, then yeah, I, I, I could I see that. That's, yeah, that's a good skill to learn. So it's like, hey, first let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well, we'll see. <laughs> I might be wrong. <laughs> to be continued. Um, but yeah, and then I guess just shifting gears away from like the core products, I spent uh, some time here in the last few days just getting all this subscription and billing stuff implemented, <laughs> which, oh man, <laughs> yeah, which, um, maybe, let's see, you can obviously sign up for a new subscription. You can, you can get the, you can sign up for the product, um, which doesn't create a subscription. Then you can upgrade to a paid plan. You can downgrade, you can change your subscription. Um, the only thing, and you can cancel your subscription. The only thing I had, didn't implement for this go around is, uh, editing your payment method. Um, uh, but, I'll get to that next week or sometime when I'm feeling 
excited. <laughs> That's probably not something people will need in the first 30 days or so. Exactly, exactly. So I wasn't worried about that. But it was it was such a slog. I mean, it, it wasn't, it was a slog in the sense of like, it was just hard. I will say this, like, I'm at the end of what was a 60-day sprint, right, of rewriting yeah. this thing. And in some ways, saving for the billing stuff for the end was the right way to do it because it wasn't until the end that I really knew the model, the pricing model and the subscription model mm-hmm. I wanted to implement. So I'm glad I did it that way. But at the same time, like to get over the finish line for that, I really had to like break it apart into tiny pieces <laughs> and, yeah. and just feel good about each part being done. Like I'm going to write a unit. I'm going to write the unit test to do these five verbs, these five actions. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. And like every time I finished one, I'd have to take like a break and, and yeah. walk away because it's just so tedious. And when things don't work and you're doing billing, it just, it's like I'm doing something that has no, really no special value. And it's, it's, it's slowing me down, <laughs> which is like the worst yeah. feeling in the world. <laughs> and you'll have to change it again next time, like some sort of like regulation changes or Stripe changes mm. or whatever changes. So you can look forward to that. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Cannot wait. Um, but you know, that's a good, re- that's a good example of like why I don't think I could muster the energy. I could not muster the energy to put that level of work into the first version of the product because no. It's just, you know, I would have made a few hundred dollars more, but I'm, I would have just thrown it away. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's done. I have, I have billing. And when it's like the last thing you build, it's like you, you ha- it's a pretty strong motivation, right? <laughs> to exactly. get it done. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's holding like, up the show. This is literally, exactly. Yeah. 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 And if I get this done, people can pay me money. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're willing to put up with a lot of pain. Psychology. It's a lot of lot of self psychological. What? Yeah, managing my own psychology there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, that's what this week looks like for me, and that's what the last last few days have looked like. And well, when do I, you think you'll bring on the first of these? You know, people that are in line. Um. I think I will email. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll email them today. Yeah, I think Ooh, I'll email. That's think nice. I'll email. Yeah, I think I'll email someone today. Um, they have credit card in hand and they're ready to go. So, uh, and they're and they're friendly. So I'm going to say, hey, please sign up. And um, sounds pretty ideal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get you going. So I think that would be, I think that'll be first and. I will do that as soon as I told you before this call. I know this is <laughs> this is wrong, but you know how some people have like subscriptions and then they have like a little hardware fee or onboarding fee or setup fee that they charge like right when the person mm-hmm. signs up, but then they don't do it again. I really want to support that revenue model out of the gate mm. because it's hard to do in Excel. Like... <laughs> You have this recurring part, but then you have this part that's non-recurring and like part of it is recurring revenue and part of it's not. Uh, I don't really need that, but I want it. So I'm kind of like debating, but you know, I actually don't need, they don't need that. So you know what? I'm going to send that email 
after this podcast, they can sign up and get an, create an account and even add their credit card info, which would be great. And I can finish that. Yeah, yeah I'll finish that while they're doing that. There you go. Yeah, you that go. sounds like the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, because they don't, <laughs> they don't, they need don't to... need that. Yeah, some people will, Man, they won't. This is so. exciting. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, launching stuff is already always fun. I, I can't honestly, wait to hear next week how it goes. Yeah, I honestly haven't felt this free is the word I want to use, but like I spent many years as a startup founder that was somewhere between fundraising and bootstrapping. And we mm-hmm. always had more product ideas than we had the bandwidth to execute on. After 60 days of focusing on product development 90% of the time with this product, I'm finally where like, I'm really happy with like what it does, what it can do and like what it will be able to do next. And I'm not sitting here worried about a big mountain of like technical debt or a bunch of features no. that I don't know how to build. Like I'm actually just, I'm pretty content. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. Maybe you should be proud too. I'm actually happy with the product for just, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that feeling it's a rare one though for people like us, I think. Yeah, man. We, <laughs> we want it to be so amazing and I'm not saying it's perfect and you found some flaws and that's going to keep happening, but like the bones are good. Right. That, I think that's how I felt when we finally or mostly Bjorn actually nailed how recipes were going to work in Branch. And it's like, okay, we have some core functionality that I think will like probably be able to work like this for a very long time. And it's so flexible and we can add like whatever we need on top of that. Yeah. And that's just like, that's just exciting. And I think. Like yeah. you have such a strong foundation with what you've built now and you can yeah. take it in all sorts of directions and add like all sorts of recipes and models. And yeah, yeah. it's just going to be fun to see how it evolves from this base. Well, well, like, so even what I'm talking about here with the, I want to support um, this other revenue model in the old world, that would have been open heart surgery. Like maybe brain surgery is a better example, like serious <laughs> deep work right needs to be done in the product in this version i might need to change a couple of functions like a couple of calls but other than that i just need to add the data that makes it an option for the user and it's done you know so like that that is the difference like being able to support new revenue models with like two hours of work you know it's like Uh, that's why during test for for some that's why i did this that's why i did this and yeah it's exciting then because when people give me requests and say oh i i want to use it but i want to be able to have it you know stop spending money on facebook ads once our cash goes below a certain number you know yeah i'm like okay like the fact that i could get back to them the next week at the latest <laughs> and say it does that now or it's an option now for you um, is is really what I'm that lets me then focus on sales and marketing without being sad that well I'm going to have all these people who I want to be users but then they're going to ask me stuff like that and I'm not going to be able to deliver for yeah I, I'm gonna have to give them that same sad answer which is like it's on the roadmap. Uh, you know I, ho- I hope we get to it by the end of the year you know it's like <laughs> Yeah. No, man. That's not what I want. So, 
that's that's what I'm happiest about, I think. Well, soon you'll have some happy paying customers as well and you'll be even more happy. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> and 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 here's the thing, man. Because we always talk about strategic revenue and I, I, I'd be guilty if I didn't explain like, I'll have happy paying customers and I'll be sure that they're paying for the right things. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that they're paying for a thing that I want to keep making better and better. And yeah, like we're aligned, you know, they're not paying for like something that I'm kind of going like, oh, I'm glad you like it enough, but like, I don't love it. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> If they're paying now yeah, that's for this rough, thing, yeah. if they're paying now for this thing, it's because they appreciate the same thing I appreciate. And, and again, it's got flaws, but like, it's not throwaway. Let's put it that way. At the very least, this is not. This is foundational stuff. So, like, I don't know. I, I'm raving a little bit on my on my soapbox here, but like, these are all the feelings that I'm feeling after getting this out there. So. Well, this is the, I think this is the exciting part and I, I'm sure people are excited on your behalf as well and can't wait to hear how this unfolds in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And folks, thank you for your patience. I will get to you because <laughs> there's, there are folks that have been uh, sending me nice little intercom messages saying, Hey, listen to the podcast. When can I get into the new thing? So I'm starting today and uh, if I can get one in today and two in tomorrow and kind of double that number every day. We know that gets to be a big number. That gets to be all the people <laughs> by the end of the month. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that's a good way to put it. Exciting. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll we'll follow up on that next week and see see how how far we got. Yeah, I and I'm going to say that I, my goal is to double revenue this month. <laughs> oh, that's a nice which goal. you know is not hard <laughs> it's well, not hard when the numbers are small but <laughs> well if you can do it for 12 months <laughs> uh, yeah 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 i i would like to double revenue let's see could i double revenue from now until the end of the year is that even is that even a fair goal to hold myself to um well it's easy now <laughs> i think i could do that for a while yeah, I think I could do that for a while. Can I do that till the end of the year? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that would be. Well, how many <laughs> months do we have left? So, no, let's let's figure that out real quick. It's six months left. Five or six. Yeah, yeah. I'm at I'm at only five hundred bucks a month or so in revenue. So we're talking five, one, two, four, eight, sixteen. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> all right all right <laughs> so, you heard it here folks but um sure I, actually yeah, that, let that, me know that, if you want to let me know if you want me to edit this part out <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm i'm feeling crazy good so let's go <laughs> amazing man i love it <laughs> all righty dude well yeah how are you how are you i know you went on a vacation you don't have a lot in terms of work but um, no, I, uh, I got back 40, 42 minutes before we started recording. Dedication. Yeah. Talk about that? And I, I was, I was sure that we were on for a different time. So, and I always feel bad because I feel like I always reschedule. So I tried to reschedule to the time that we actually had planned without realizing. Mm. <laughs> so I felt like I spent some like, you know, rescheduling credit or cloud or something like that for no reason at all. 
but yeah yeah you don't want to burn those tokens exactly so uh yeah got back from vacation it was really nice um to not work at all except like answering emails every day basically but just like a couple of emails mm-hmm. um and yeah i think i really needed that it was nice just to spend time like trying to think about other things <laughs> and um yeah we got to see a lot of cool places in denmark some of which we'd never been to before mm-hmm. and uh, you know after all the COVID stuff it's been weird to be able to just kind of like move around and it's really weird like here in denmark for some reason and maybe i like i hope i'm not jinxing it now and maybe we'll maybe it'll look different like in a month or something like that but not right now there's almost no uh virus going around here and it's like you know you look at the numbers and like the regions we went to like they when you look at the stats for the last seven days, like they didn't report any new cases Mm. Um, and they're testing really aggressively now, like everywhere where there's a lot of tourists, they have all these like temporary test sites where tourists can go in and get a test. And um, yeah, so it's like right now in Denmark, they test, I think about, about like 12,000 people a day and they find like 20 new cases or something like that out of that. That's amazing. So it's and and they're <laughs> testing really broadly. So it's it's oh. it's a low number. And like in, in in Denmark right now, out of almost six million people, there's twenty three people in the hospital. So it's just it, I don't know what it is. Like no like no one's wearing masks here. Like I've seen one or two people with a mask in this country. Um but like everywhere you go, there's hand sanitizer all yeah. over the place and everyone is like bathing in hand sanitizer all the time and <laughs> well, i don't know if it's that because people are not great at, at keeping a distance like that's the most mm-hmm. annoying thing when you're moving around mm-hmm. and <laughs> i did something funny like we were on a ferry like a small ferry uh, going from this island in denmark and basically the danish version of anthony fauci was on the ferry and he was sitting <laughs> wow. right next to us on on there yeah. And people in the line, like when I was I was buying some lunch and people were not keeping a distance and I was so annoyed by it. So like I loudly complained about that, like right next to this guy. And I felt like it's like a really it's the most like high leverage <laughs> complaint I've ever I think I've ever done because it's like, yeah, you know, literally the person in the top is like sitting right next to me while I complain about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think he probably really needed a vacation and he looked like he was on a vacation and like you know swim shorts and yeah. flip-flops and this very yeah yeah that's cool yeah um but I, it's I, been I, nice like to kind of like good. feel like yeah. more normal no i'm ha- i'm happy for you like I- i'm happy for your whole country i mean honestly in the last week for us especially well i'll speak for myself i was gonna speak for my whole family i know they're we're all feeling it, but they probably felt it sooner than me. I feel like my sort of tongue-in-cheek cynicism, all that stuff about how America has handled handled it, has really turned into like more frustration because, yeah. like the the fact that we're going to have to deal with this again, like for another however many months, is really it's upsetting. Yeah. 
you know, it's because it was unnecessary, right? Like I, and I I felt like the first one, you'd also say pretty unnecessary, but like a second time, like being the worst in the world twice in a row, like, yeah, (laughs) is really, really disturbing and and, and frustrating. So like, and it's weird to me as well. Like, I'm wondering if it could be like, like, is it a different mutation or like a different variation of the virus or like, because people are like, people are starting to go on vacation like different places in Europe and like people are hugging each other, like stuff they shouldn't do. But maybe it's like, as long as like the majority are doing the right thing and, you know, washing their hands and stuff. I don't know. It's, it's strange to me that like the way that people are behaving right now, I mean, more people aren't, we we just had the 4th of July and now I'm triggered. We just had the 4th of July and there are videos of lake resorts and beach resorts where people are just shoulder to shoulder uh, dancing and partying and in each other's faces. And, yeah. and these are in, this is in a, this is not in Denmark. This is in a yeah, outbreak. Yeah. This is in a outbreak zone, you know? So clearly yeah. Yeah. there's a complete lack of care about concern among some folks about this. And it's unfortunate because there, you know, there are people who are very, very affected by this and it's not, Oh yeah. It's not helping them at all. You know, there's no, there's no sense of, um, shared responsibility in some folks. And that's really, really upsetting, you know, because it means that we all yeah. have to suffer for longer. Right. And, and I don't know what, do you feel like, do you feel like there was a lot of very quick sort of shared responsibility in Denmark around this? Well, everyone was hoarding like crazy. <laughs> so that wasn't very mm. like considerate. Um, mm. But once, you know, people had hoarded their yeast and flour and toilet paper, mm-hmm. um, they, I think, yeah, people were definitely, you know, doing the right thing most of the time. But well, I, I still like, I still feel like in Denmark, it's like a thing that people, people always like, I think Danes like to think that rules don't apply to them. Like, because it's mm. like, well, they don't really apply to me because I like, and I, I could be like that sometimes it's like, I understand the rules, so I will break them because I understand them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I know that the virus doesn't really care about like 10 or 11 people. Like it doesn't really know the the difference. So like, and I understand like why it shouldn't be more than 10 people, but like I will be breaking the rules (laughs) like because like I feel like I'm allowed to or something like that. But for some reason it's been working. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's just been weird. And it's been like we've stayed in five four or five different places on our trip and it's been like airbnbs a few hostels like private rooms but still and you're like is this the right thing to do but then at the same time it's like here in denmark right now like all ferries are free because they want people to move around and like spend money and stuff like that and it's just you know you it feels wrong (laughs) to check into a hostel (laughs) But then you look at the numbers for the entire region and it's like they didn't report any new cases in seven days. There's no people in the hospital in this region. Like this morning, like uh, we were uh, where we were this morning, there was like a municipality car driving around like a truck 
and picking up like there's like a, a pedestrian street in this town and they had all these signs about like keeping like social distance and coronavirus and they were collecting all the signs and i'm like that's really weird like have oh. they just like literally declared yeah. it over yeah yeah like, it's like take take down the posters like, after why not you know just keep the signs yeah like it's fine that they're there <laughs> to yeah, remind yeah. people yeah, it's like the war's over. We don't need these, uh, you know, sign up for the military signs out here anymore. We're just, uh, we won. You know, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> like that felt really strange to see. Um, yeah. We saw it in two cities, actually. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, but anyways, it was nice to be on vacation and it was nice to like be able to do that. And and I know that that's <laughs> very privileged right now. Um, but enjoyed it. And um yeah, I guess the the only thing I did, like it was kind of like work related this week, was that I read through one morning I sat down with my coffee and I read through all my investor updates since June last year. And Oh, that's um, kind of neat. Yeah. Man, it's good that you write things down. Like oh. it kind of like <laughs> made me feel like I should do that in other aspects of my life. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I just don't hope my investors go back and read all my updates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the anthology that's all i'm gonna say about that uh for now but yeah it was definitely um you know you know what you wrote but it was nice mm-hmm. to kind of like get you know just like read it all from top to bottom like one kind of like narrative and you know definitely definitely we're able to tell the progress Mm-hmm. but also like you know there's a there's a couple things like you realize that you've been saying for a while <laughs> and yeah. th- it's probably the same with this podcast like if if you sat down and listened listened to it all um it is weird like when you because when you read when every update is a month like when there's a month between it's it's just strange because you kind of like you you lose the kind of like sense of time and then mm. it's like things become very obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, what, 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 how did it, I mean, what did you, uh, yeah. Did, did you cringe at all? Is that what you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, well, yeah, of, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I think <laughs> you wrote, if you wrote something down, like, you know, a year ago and you don't cringe when you read it now, like <laughs> you're not evolving. Hopefully enough. you're, re- hopefully yeah. you're retired. <laughs> and, yeah. And, yeah, I, I cringed and uh, it was an eye opener, but at the same time, it kind of like confirmed to me mm-hmm. that I'm doing the right thing. Like, and my plan that I have in my, like written out and also like my, you know, my plan plan that I have in my mind and, and that I have in my private notes that like, you know, you have a plan A and a plan B and that's maybe what you share with investors, but you also, of course, like have a plan C and a plan D and whatever. Yep. Um. Yeah, it confirmed to me that, like there was nothing in there. I was like, "Oh my god, that was so stupid!" Like, why did you think that? It was like I understand like why I thought that at the time, and it made sense. And I'm glad that I'm not there now. Right. Um. Hmm. Yeah. I I don't have a ton that I want to share about it, except that it's like really, it was really useful to read that, and yeah. it's such a like good idea to have those things written out that you can go back and and read. Yeah, because yeah. some stuff that I said a year ago, 
I remembered that I said, but I thought that maybe I said it like half a year ago. <laughs> There's quite a big difference. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, at the very least, it it gives you perspective to see things because I think living in the living in the present, you know, we look behind us, and the horizon just flattens out, and it's really yeah. hard. You, you don't have depth perception in your rearview mirror. You just no. You can barely see, you know, a few car lengths behind you, if you will. And then it's like everything else is, oh, yeah, that was that was wild. But then you look at those like you're saying, and it's like, oh, these are like the very clear mile markers in my thinking. And um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Like and like maybe something I can share is like you read it and it's like you're super optimistic and this, you're basing it on like, OK, these people prepaid mm-hmm. and like these hundred people you know, signed up for early access and they filled out like a survey and they said like that they were interested in these specific things when they filled out this survey and you're like, oh, okay, like <laughs> that's the kind of, like you get those signals so, and you think yeah. like that it's true. And it's yeah. just like, like one of the things you learn is you can follow all the formulas and do all the right things and like read all the books and like go step by step or whatever but it's like yeah (laughs) you have a plan until you don't like it's well i think i think like the market has an appetite for new things and i think we as founders get the rough um end of that because we think that appetite for new things means there's an appetite for our thing on some kind of ongoing basis and people are like, yeah. no, no, no. I, I, I never meant that. What I meant was I'm curious about your novelty, but it doesn't mean I yeah. want it all the Which time. Which is it's one of the problems yeah. when you build an audience first, right? And it's mm-hmm. like you build an audience so you can query people <laughs> and then build what they tell you that they need. And you can like be smart about it and read the mom test and stuff like that. But in the end, it's like, like you literally won't know until you have something and you let people use like even prepayments. Like, you know, I, I took six pre prepayments for branch and they paid me a hundred bucks for an idea. Yep. And uh, one of them is a paying customer. Hmm. Five of them aren't even using the product. Like what it's like, Not even prepayment is proof that they're going to be a customer. It's like, you know, the only proof that someone will be a customer is when they are, you know, consistently using the tool and paying for it. And like, like you, you just can't know. And it's, yeah, yeah, but it's just like, there are many times when I read just back the previous year that like, I thought, okay, this is it. This is going to work. And this is how it's going to work because I have all these signals right here. And but you still just don't know. <laughs> no, you don't. Nope. Um, yeah. Well, we all yeah we've all lived this <laughs> to some extent. Um, yeah, I think your only chance is literally the like the lean startup approach is still like after countless like books and I like you know methodologies and whatever like you just have to build something as fast as possible that people can use like it's fine to have an audience it's fine to interview customers it's fine to you know be super strategic about stuff it's fine but it's like 
you just won't know until you have a product and you have something that people can use. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, there's, there's whole books filled on this stuff and I don't have a, a cogent enough thought at the moment, but I, I'm just agreeing with you. It's, it's, it's so difficult. Um, but, uh, I think you, what, what you're getting at is it's a much longer road as well from, you know, where you think, how long you think it's going to take, et cetera. And the signals that you get along the way are not actually what you think they are. <laughs> um, yeah. You, know, you mistake, you mistake certain milestones or things on the horizon for what they're not. You know, you think that it's the, how to draw an all tutorial. <laughs> it's yeah. like you can't do yeah. it like you can learn it step by step but you can't like you can only do it step by step once you've like magically mm. figured it out on your own yes 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 no and and and, and it's time, so random yeah like there's no think... process there's no structure there's no like it's just messy and it's like can you handle that and are, like how how lucky how fast are you yeah I think speed is speed is big, and yeah, because you get extra bets or like you, you get, get to make more, yeah, yeah. But it, it, and people are misled all the time too. Like that, there there was that tweet last week or over the weekend where I just I ranted a little bit about the you know the MVP where you build a you build a skateboard for a market that ultimately wants a a car, you know, and like that's smart because you know the first thing is transportation and the car is transportation and both of them are transportation. So of course, like the MVP is a skateboard. And I'm like, uh, maybe <laughs> like, unless your audience really wants a car, in which case, you know, th no, like this is not, this, this isn't going to work. Like you're not going to get away with building and selling them a skateboard to start. Like, so there's just, yeah, there's so much bad advice out there. <laughs> You know, oh man, and all the advice are from people that have done it like one time or something like that, and mm -hmm. to like whatever, like fine results. But it's, I'm starting to think that it, like you can be lucky with something like small that you bootstrap and and then you can get to whatever, like 10k, 100k, maybe even a million, and you can like organically grow it from there, or it's like you are you're, you're bold. And you make a big bet and like with a big bet it's like it doesn't have to be tesla but like let's talk about our favorite case study tuple yeah. <laughs> like they actually made like they actually made a bet like they didn't organically you know grow tuple like they three extremely smart people mm -hmm. and with a lot of experience and with some nice savings spend something like a year or something and and of course like they're trying to be smart about it and they're not like you know that you're trying to have better odds when you make a bet but fundamentally like they spent something like a year betting on a solution for a problem that they like that they hope people would you know care enough about to pay them for their product and then it really worked and it's like i'm just having a hard time the same thing with drip like you know it's not something like you you built something in a week and you just slowly launch. like it it took a while before it was actually people actually tried it mm -hmm. um and i just think like yeah like if that if if that's what you have to do like make a big bet 
and then see if, if it works like like it, it'll just take a long time if you have to do it multiple times and like not everyone will will get it the first time i don't know that's just yeah. what i'm thinking yep i agree i mean mo change is not something that the market wants but you're trying to create it right you're trying to get people to yeah do and, you, and if you're making something like 10 percent better like yeah not no enough. one will give a tiny rat's ass about not it enough <laughs> like you have to like be like okay people have this problem i'll i'll like take do whatever it takes and like make something that's 10 times better and it'll take a while and then hopefully people will agree that it's 10 times better yeah 10 percent better is like whatever <laughs> i mean you can get away with 10 percent better if it's you know 10 percent better ice cream and it's already there at the grocery store and it's the same price and it's 10 percent better it's like sure but to get into the grocery store in the first place you know yeah it's a, like hey i made something that's like marginally better <laughs> yeah i mean this is this is the thing if 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 you are not differentiating greatly on value then it's going to be even harder for you to get distribution so why are why are incumbents going to help you distribute something that is only marginally better than the status quo right yeah they're not you know yeah and people aren't going to spread the word about something that's marginally better either. So you don't that's, really have much of a choice. Yeah. Like don't. if you want any sort of leverage, like it just needs to be so much better. Yes. And like I can, I can tell like with the partnerships, like that, I think that's something I, I kind of like forgot to mention when we talked about it last week. And I kind of explained like, you know, what I think about distribution, but another part of it, and I was actually reminded uh, about this rationale when I was reading through my investor updates, but like a really big part of why I started on these partnerships is also, and that's something, something I said like a year ago when I started working on the first integration was that by focusing on integrating with this specific host, like I can get to product market fit much faster and have like a really cool product for these specific people in my already like defined niche um mm. and it's just like i can just tell with not now like when you do that it just takes like it just takes one person at one of those organizations to be like if you can get one of them really excited about your product they'll do a lot of things for you like it's almost like once you feel you know how like someone with that like level of excitement you can almost just you know send them a, a list of things that you want them to do and they'll just do it yeah, yeah. i mean the incentives are everything and again the people to get people over that hurdle of not wanting to change things you've got to be this meteor meteorite of an impact <laughs> that either yeah. they have to pay attention to or they want to pay attention to because again it's so much better that it overcomes all of the inertia and all of the reasons to not change anything right and that's yeah. the thing like the world is so the world as it is in so many ways is it's optimized for its current state and what i mean is like even yeah. take something like banking there's a ton of friction in banking and there's a lot of problems with it and it'd be really easy as an entrepreneur to think like oh i'm gonna go get rid of all that waste the problem is like all of that waste is what allows the current gears of that industry to work and to move and to 
transact and to so you yeah. co-eliminate that waste in some sense you're like that's cool but like we actually needed what you call waste to operate like that's the fat that <laughs> that makes things work so the sometimes like again like the world is going to reject innovation that doesn't have a way of taking root does that make sense like yeah. you could show somebody like something you're... 10 times better but if they look at it and they're like yeah but we the business i'm in doesn't work that way and there's no way for me to change the entire way the business works to adopt your yeah. tool. Yeah, that right? actually, like, no offense, but it actually makes me think a little bit about Summit One, right? Like, oh yeah, you know, this is much faster than Excel, but in Excel I can change stuff and add my own models, and I can't do that here. Yeah, and which is like, which is now not lo- no longer an issue, right? But it, that's makes that makes the whole difference. Yeah. And oh, in like, some like in some they, ways, what's yeah, in some ways, what Summit One did. Uh, I need to bring back eventually, but it was ahead of, it was too far down that path. Yeah. Of, Trust yeah. me, this is better, right? It was. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, there's a fellow named Prasanna, uh, and I, I'll, I'll link him in the show notes, but he, I was talking to him one very early morning because he's over in India and I was, it was like 5 a.m. here or something. But anyway, we were, I was on this call with him just to get some advice. And his phrasing of it was not what the market needs or what the market wants what is the market ready for and i was mm. like oh because the market might people individually might want something and people in in an aggregate might need something but the market actually has to be ready to adopt it it has to be adoptable like readiness yeah is this like it needs to be that's the trick right somehow it has to be incremental enough in terms of yeah what it asks them exactly to do. like what change does it put what demands does it put on them <laughs> like yeah. those can't be disruptive too disruptive no like the the example like i shared last time with someone at a hosting company like he was trying different tools out and branch took one try and github actions took 70 tries <laughs> yeah like it's like he wouldn't be like you know, like he was saying to a, a colleague of his, uh, like, like to when they had like some sort of support ticket, he was like, like it would just be a bra- like it would just be you know, no brainer to use branch here um, instead of what they're using. Um, he wouldn't be a going around saying that if it was like GitHub Actions took ten tries. Well, look at this branch thing; it only took nine tries. Yeah, like, yeah. Who cares? Well, well, and that's that's part of it. So take take that example. It has to be significantly better but here the the trickier part is this the form factor so think about the form factor like okay uh, there's a bunch of construction going on in in a neighborhood next door i was watching on over the weekend we were on a bike ride watching these guys work a nail gun on a roof and they're just going like pop 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 pop, but like really fast really efficient with this nail gun and they know how to like put these roofs on their wood roofs really fast imagine i go to them and I'm like, hey, I have this drone. And what it's going to do is it's going to fly around and it's going to put the nails into all of those roof pieces for you. And here's like the remote control. And like, all you have to do is hit this button. Like, to me, <laughs> to the entrepreneur, you're like, isn't that great? It's magic. But but it's very possible. In fact, what's very likely to happen is that person says, um, 
I mean, I could give you a hundred reasons why that's not going to work. First of all, like we can't fly a drone in this neighborhood like that. Second of all, I don't have insurance to cover my crew if this thing crashes, you know, on and on and on. Like there are great improvements (laughs) that cannot be adopted because the industry is not ready for that. What do you actually need for that drone to do the nail gunning? You need an industry where there's insurance around you know, automated vehicles doing construction. You need an industry yeah. where people know how to operate that kind of thing in that environment. You need, you know, like you need so many supporting products and services. Even just like the eco part, like, you know, I'm the guy who puts nail in, nails in the roof. Like, oh yeah, that, that alone. He's like, so you're saying I'm out of a job. <laughs> yeah. And, like and the also CFO like, is like, well, with yeah. Summit too, like the CFO still gets to like, you know, think about all the numbers. That's right. Think about the assumptions. Think about the structures and the model. Exactly. But like you tell that person. So he's still relevant. Yeah. But you tell that person they're irrelevant. Um, You're giving him superpowers. Yeah. Well, that comes down to like the dexterity. Like humans are dexterous and we're dexterous in our minds and in our bodies. And if you create something that automates work, if it doesn't have the same level of dexterity as the human, it's going to fail. Because it's like, hey, that drone's really great, except there's this one part of the roof where you have to like get up and under this one piece of wood on these kinds of houses or whatever, right? And like, and we have like one out of every hundred houses we build has that. And like, we can't yeah. go all in on the solution because like we can't have this guy around just for one out of a hundred houses to do that job. And then you're going to automate the rest. Like, we don't batch work like that. And you're like, Mike. <laughs> no this is this is why it's so hard right it's like that has nothing to do with the product being amazing that doesn't even have to do with the product being 10 times better it has to do with is there support is the market ready to even use the thing that i'm trying to sell them and in most a lot of times it's not it's just not there so um we're kind of crazy but it's (laughs) it's it's is it the the startup (laughs) yeah Yeah, honestly he he does hit it pretty head on. That's a timeless, pretty timeless advice in if, there. If you got into startups in the last 10 years and you haven't read the lean startup and you mm. are like thinking that it's old or outdated or something like that, just go back and read it. <laughs> I I agree. No, it's, it, it, it actually holds up really well. Um, I was actually reading it recently and it does bring you back to we're trying to reduce the risks in the equation <laughs> and very, yeah. very good at doing that. Um, so, well, sir, we, we, we both got wound up somehow. Yeah. That happens I sometimes. Think this, I think this it's is, co-host. Uh, I'll reel us back in. <laughs> yeah. I think um, to the listeners that are still here, <laughs> you're dedicated <laughs> and we appreciate um, that either you, you got riled up as well, or you just like, your phone is too far away that you care to like go over and like put on another <laughs> podcast. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you. And uh, I am excited to see what, what's going to happen with, with summit in the coming weeks. I think it's, Thanks, it's, it's going to be very, very good to hear. You're, you're going to get a lot of good feedback. I'm sure. Uh, because I yep. know, because I tried it. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, awesome. You did a really good job. Yeah, Thanks. and uh, next week I'll have like an actual update and not just a philosophical <laughs> rant or something. Hopefully. Sorry, we complement each well, other well. 
Bjorn is on vacation, so I kind of have to work this week. Alrighty, sir. Otherwise, no one is working. <laughs> awesome, man. I will talk to you later. Alrighty. Take care. Welcome go, back. Uh, go make some sales. Let's do it. Bye. Bye-bye.